You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here on today's show. Today's show is presented by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need from Rock Auto. And we're only a few days away from Tennessee playing South Carolina on Saturday. We have a number of items to cover, starting with the offensive side of the ball. You're going to hear from offensive coordinator Jim Chaney in segment number one, talking about the depth, some of the challenges they've faced over the last few weeks, how players have responded, and also two players that we know you're going to see a lot of on Saturday and throughout the season. That's coming up in segment number one. In segment number two, where are you most confident with this Tennessee football team as the season begins? I'll tell you what I'm most confident in with the team and what some of the responses have been from Tennessee fans. And then in segment number three, I'll have an update on Tennessee's backup quarterback battle. We know that Jared Garantano will be the starter. What about that number two job? And a few other items with Tennessee personnel and quarterback decisions around the SEC. I'm going to get to all of that on today's show. Locked on Vols is here five days a week covering what's going on with Tennessee. It's part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Jim Chaney spoke via Zoom to the Knoxville Quarterback Club on Monday, and he talked about a number of things, the offense, the competition. When he talked about the wide receiver position, he ran through a number of names, including some of the younger players, and talked about their talent and how excited he is about what they can do. The offensive line has better depth than he was able to work with last year and than Tennessee has had over the last couple of years. These are things I think that you know, but one thing we don't know is exactly who will be available on Saturday or who the coaches will trust on Saturday based on who has or has not had to miss time over the last few weeks with everything that's been going on. So that is a bit of a question, and this is what Jim Chaney said, talking about the depth what they faced over the last few weeks, how that has affected them getting ready for the start of the season, and also how the players have responded. As I think what I can tell is they've responded pretty impressively. Listen to what Jim Chaney had to say on Monday. Quality depth across the board and trying to get equal reps has been tough because you sometimes you'll find you'll have a full gamut of offensive line and you might have five wide receivers. All of a sudden, you better emphasize the run game that day. I think Coach Pruitt's done a great job of managing what we can get done on the practice field to continue to work through it. And as we've done that, we find ourselves sitting right here at the beginning of game week. So I think if there's going to be any normalcy in our lives that we've found so far, we'll probably be starting today as we work into game week in our first week as we work through it, to to work in our regular schedule as we work to it. But I think the kids' resiliency has been amazing to me, how it hasn't affected them a lot. Early on, you have a lot of questions, a lot of skepticism, it seemed to me like, from players. But I think they bit in and they said, heck, let's go play ball. And I feel like that's where we're at right now as a football team, as an offense for sure. I think the boys are ready to go. Jim Janey talking about, I'm sure players are, are really fired up to be able to go out and play a game and to know that they arrived on campus at the beginning of June. So they had the months of June, July, and August, and then part of September not truly knowing what was going on. When you think about those summer workouts in June and July, you have the excitement of being able to get back, and then you have all the concerns about where the COVID tests and cases were, uh, whether we're talking about locally or just reports that came out around the country and how that was going to affect things. And then uh, the 
concerned that they would be able to play the season or they wouldn't be able to. And then what happened with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and some other conferences and then the SEC had to change its schedule around. There's just been so much unknown for these players who have still had to spend the time preparing to get ready to play. And then some guys have had to miss practice and then they get back out on the practice field and they're quarantining. All of it has to add up to just be uh, a tremendous amount of frustration. But also what we've heard from the players when they've spoken to the media, I think has been really impressive. And that does come back to you just going with the flow and, and taking advantage of the opportunity. So getting to go out there and play, and, and this goes both ways. This is not an advantage for Tennessee. It's more just the emotions that the players are dealing with. But I do think what we've seen from them has been impressive. Now, one thing that we do know is that we're going to see a lot of Eric Gray and Ty Chandler, two guys that I've talked about a lot. Everybody has. They're two of Tennessee's most experienced and talented players in the offense, and I have a feeling Jim Chaney is going to do everything he can to get those guys the ball, especially after he said this, talking about Ty Chandler and Eric Gray. You know, you're going to see Ty and Eric out there all the time. If they're off the field, uh, I either had a heart attack or something's happened. I don't know, but (laughs) At the end of the day, they're going to be on the field playing a lot. So Jim Chaney said, expect to see a lot of Chandler and Eric Gray, and uh, that makes a lot of sense, right? There's not a lot of proven depth at running back. It's really Chandler and Gray. That's it. Tim Jordan is not with the team. I mean, Quivaris Crouch has been out there some, but I don't think that's what they want to do. Uh, so it, it's really, it's Gray and it's Chandler, and because of how good they are and how versatile I think they can be as runners and receivers, expect to see them a lot and expect to see Jim Chaney trying to figure out ways to get them the ball, especially if we're talking about the offensive line being as good as it can be. If we're talking about the talent up front, and I keep thinking about the red zone. Tennessee struggled mightily last year near the end zone, and that, I think that was for a number of reasons. Jerry Garantano needed to be better there. The offensive line, though, needed to be better. And if it is, Tennessee should be able to run the ball more effectively, and they have two playmakers that they can get the ball. That's something to watch. How are Chandler and Gray used coming up on Saturday? Because according to Jim Chaney, talking to the Knoxville Quarterback Club, they're going to be out there a lot. And if that's the case, I would expect them to get the ball a lot as well. Now, two other freshmen to pay attention to would be Jabari Small and T. Hodge. We've heard good things about both of those guys. Hodge is a local product from Maryville, a bigger running back. Jabari comes in from Memphis. This is what Jim Chaney said about the two freshman running backs who we might see this weekend as well. I really like the two new kids we brought in with T. Hodge and Jabari Small. I think those guys are going to be good football players here for us. I really like them. And they're doing a really good job learning the system. And Jim Chaney on Jabari Small and T. Hodge. And maybe at some point later in the season, we'll see Lyneth Whitehead, who has been coming back from an injury. Tennessee's ability to run the football, I think, is what has gotten a lot of attention. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about where fans are finding confidence with this team. But I'll go ahead and tell you one of the items. I brought this up on Reddit, the Rocky Top Reddit page. Uh, I try to hop on there from time to time. If you're on there, I mean to get on there more often than I do, but I just, I wanted to kind of do a a quick survey of, hey, where are you finding some confidence? And Eric Gray was one of the early names mentioned. And I think Chandler and Gray, I said on Sports 180 yesterday, I think Chandler gets forgotten too often by me at times as well, because Gray has all this kind of hype around him and he's extremely talented and he showed what he's able to do last season. And when he did it against Vanderbilt and then had a big game against Indiana, an obvious response could be, yeah, but it was against Vanderbilt and Indiana. Indiana was a a solid team, but Gray clearly stepped up in a big way and he showed what his talent is. Now can he do it week in, week out? How much can these guys 
carry the football? How how much workload can they take on? Because they are not big backs, but they need to play a big role in the offense. So if you're looking for a reason to be optimistic about the offense, a reason to be confident, I would say Chandler and Gray. Ty Chandler and Eric Gray are two very obvious reasons to come up with. Coming up next, other reasons that Tennessee fans have offered up to be confident in the Vols in 2020. I'm going to get to that right here on Locked On Vols. And if you go to rockauto.com, you can be confident that you're going to find good deals, that you're going to be able to save money on parts that you're looking for for your vehicle. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and very conveniently delivered directly to your door. You go to rockauto.com and they can help you save money with the number of options they have available. You search by your make, model, and year uh, of your vehicle. They have reliably low prices. That's going to be the case for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. They have been family owned for 20 years online. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So when I went on uh, the Rocky Top Reddit page, I, uh, I had a couple of questions. Where are you most confident, and what is your biggest question about Tennessee's football team? And I covered three questions that I have for the Vols in Monday's episodes. Go back and check that out if you missed it. But the other question was, what aspect of Tennessee's football team gives you the most confidence this season? And my answer was Henry Tooto. I am very confident that he is going to have a big year that he will be an all-SEC player by the end of the season. He could be a first-teamer. He was picked second-team preseason all-SEC by the coaches, so it's not like that's a a really bold prediction. But I just think Henry Toto is going to be a really good player. I think he's going to be an elite linebacker in the SEC. By the time he leaves Tennessee, Henry could be an All-American. I think he's going to be a high draft pick in the NFL. So if you're looking for a player or an area to be confident in, Henry Toto to me, is a pretty obvious answer. Now, what do you have around him? How does Kovaris Crouch play? What is Jeremy Banks' role? Those are good follow-up questions in the conversation at linebacker. But Henry, I have the utmost confidence in heading into this season. I think he is going to be a terrific player for the Vols. Now, the responses that I received when I asked, what aspect of Tennessee's football team gives you the most confidence this season? I already mentioned that Eric Gray was an answer. There is a lot of excitement around him. That's, uh, that's by the way, both in Knoxville and uh, among Big Orange fans and outside of Tennessee Nation. As uh, Gene Chizik was someone on the SEC Network saying, by the end of the season, a lot of people are going to know Eric Gray's name. So there is confidence and excitement in what he's going to be able to do. But another reason for that would be Tennessee's offensive line. The, the offensive line, with or without Cade Mays, and I'll get you a, an update on Cade before the show ends, that is a group that has talent. 
It has depth, which we talked about a moment ago. Now they've had guys in and out, and that could create some concern. And I want to see how the offensive line plays. One, I want to see exactly who is out there because that's still a bit of a question. And with the running game, what do they have at tight end? That's definitely a question with Austin Pope being out and Dobbin Anderson gone. Do they use a sixth offensive lineman at times to help the running game? If so, well, you're, you're looking at a group that has availability. I mean, you could have... K. Ron Calvert or Jerome Carvin or Darnell Wright available as a backup option. Riley Locklear, a veteran offensive lineman who could be available as a utility guy for Tennessee's offensive line. So that is, uh, that is, I think, a, a really big reason that Tennessee fans are confident that this season will be really good. So I was not surprised to see that answer come up. And also uh, another answer that would go along with the offensive line is Tennessee's just bigger. The work that Tennessee has been able to put in in the weight room, if you look at the size of Tennessee's offensive linemen, they have a lot of big guys, and that is throughout. And when you look at Trey Smith, he stands out that way, right? Uh, same with Darnell Wright, and I would say Karon Calvert and Wanya Morris. Jameer Johnson arrived as a smaller guy, I would say, at, at offensive tackle, but he's added weight, and Tennessee lists him at 300 pounds. He could be Tennessee's starting left tackle this Saturday. So the size and the bulk and the now experience of that offensive line is creating a ton of confidence. On the defensive side, answers included the secondary. It's talented. They have depth now. Key Lawrence is a player to pay attention to. Derek Ansley, Tennessee's defensive coordinator on Monday, was talking about Danico Slaughter, another freshman. He could help Tennessee's defense this year. I wonder if he's kind of the next Sean Schamberger in terms of the role that he could play. A guy that can be versatile, can help in coverage, can make plays around the line of scrimmage, a guy that they just expect to be kind of all over the place on the field. And then year two for Jalen McCullough, uh, another year for Trayvon Flowers, who has a better understanding of the scheme. And, you know, he's a player that didn't play that much in high school. You've probably heard that brought up before, but Trayvon Flowers now is a third year safety. He's a guy that Tennessee's coaches are going to be expecting big plays from. And then Bryce Thompson, he's a preseason All-SEC selection, third team by the coaches, Alante Taylor, Kenneth George. Let's see what Warren Burrell does. Does Tyus Fields factor in at some point? So again, here's the word, depth. You have depth, but I would also say speed and athleticism. Tennessee has something to work with there in the secondary. And then on the, the sports source on Sunday, we were talking about having to replace the key players from a year ago. Juwan Jennings on offense, and Darrell Taylor on defense. And the question was simply, can Tennessee effectively replace Taylor? And my guess would be that there will not be one individual player that puts up the numbers that Taylor was able to. Eight and a half sacks. I don't see an eight or nine sack player. Tennessee is playing less games as well, so comparing stats may not be fair. But from a just production standpoint, I think collectively they have a good chance to be Uh, as successful rushing the passer, even though that's a big question mark going in, I think projecting over the course of the season, the collection of Kavon Bennett, Roman Harrison, DeAndre Johnson, does a a younger player like Tyler Barron or Morvin Joseph get into the mix? Quavars Crouch and Henry Tooto are going to be very active at the linebacker position. One response I saw was, I'm confident in the defense. I'm confident that Jeremy Pruitt is going to have things figured out over there on that side of the ball. And while we wonder what the defensive line will look like, we wonder about how many linebackers are going to play at a high level and can the secondary make a big jump. 
Maybe you give a benefit of the doubt. I kind of do in the secondary with Jeremy Pruitt and Derek Ansley coaching there and knowing that they have some talented players. But overall, the defense has a chance to be really good. And Tennessee has a number of players that can move around and do different things in the field. And remember, Bill Conley's SP Plus ranking had Tennessee's defense at number six in the country, a top 10 defense heading into the season. I don't know that it's going to be there, but that does say something about the potential, right? And Jeremy Pruitt is one of the most respected defensive coaches in the country. It has not been a typical offseason. It has not been a typical fall camp. And I think replacing Daniel Batuli will be difficult. I mean, think about this opener. This is just talking about the team in general. But think about the five touchdowns that Tennessee produced against South Carolina last season and Tennessee's big win at home against the Gamecocks. Those five touchdowns were scored by Juwan Jennings, Marquez Callaway, and Daniel Batuli. Batuli had a touchdown return on a block punt. Juwan Jennings had the two touchdown catches, and then Callaway caught a long touchdown from JT Shrout, and he had a punt return for a touchdown. So the five touchdowns scored by Tennessee in that 20-point win over South Carolina were all scored by guys who were not there. So Batuli is a key player to replace on defense. Nigel Warrior, a guy that was able to make plays for Tennessee on defense, he has to be replaced. And while I just said that I think Tennessee will be able to replace what Daryl Taylor was able to do from a production standpoint. It's going to take a committee. They still have to prove me right. They still have to go out there and do it. But uh, when I ask, what are you confident in? And I see the answer, I'm confident in the defense. I'm confident that Jeremy Pruitt's going to have them ready. I share that confidence with you. And then let's see how it plays out. So the most common responses, the offensive line, Eric Gray in the running game, and those two go together. And then the defensive line and the secondary, those two groups will work together, right? If Tennessee can create a pass rush and improve secondary, should be even better on the field and vice versa. Maybe the secondary can help Tennessee get some coverage sacks. Those are some things you hope for as well. And Jeremy Pruitt's going to tell his defense, you guys better take the ball away. If Tennessee's defense really is going to be as good as SP Plus says it can be and Jeremy Pruitt expects it to be, takeaways will be a big factor in that conversation too. Coming up in the final segment of Locked on Vols, an update for you on Cade Mays as Tennessee still waits to hear from the SEC. Also, who's the backup quarterback to Jarrett Garantano? We know that JG is the starter. Who's the number two guy? Jeremy Pruitt with an update on that position. A few other notes with Tennessee and the SEC coming up next here on Locked on Vols, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thanks to everybody who has left a rating and review for the show. I saw that I think I'm over 570 ratings on Apple Podcasts, which just blows me away. So thank you to everybody who has done that. If you haven't, but you have a chance, rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts is a big help. And you can find Locked on Vols anywhere you listen to podcasts. The quick update on Cade Mays is that there's not much of an update, but Tennessee is definitely preparing as if Cade Mays will be available for Tennessee on Saturday when the Vols play against South Carolina. But from Jeremy Pruitt's meeting with the media on Monday, here's what Tennessee's head coach had to say when he was asked about the SEC's decision on Cade Mays. Can he play this week? Here's Tennessee's head coach. We, we've got no indication as of yet. I'm sure that they will. It just makes too much sense not to. Um, and, and we've planned all along um, for Cade to be able to play. Uh, you know, if you, if you look at what went into the waiver process, it's, it's pretty evident that the young man needs an opportunity to play. Jeremy Pruitt believes Cade May should be able to play. I do as well. I'm in favor of the athletes being able to go out there and play. It's not just a Tennessee thing or Cade Mays in this particular case. It's in general. 
but I would maybe emphasize it in this case. So we'll see what happens as that wait continues. And again, a, a decision and word could come anytime. Jeremy Pruitt's next scheduled meeting with the media is Wednesday. He has an SEC coaches teleconference. He will talk to the media after practice, and he'll also be on vol calls on Wednesday night. So maybe there will be an update then if Tennessee doesn't have some kind of announcement before Wednesday. But obviously there are only a few days to go before Tennessee will play in the opener, and Tennessee is planning to have Cade Mays available, just like they've been practicing as if he would be over the last few weeks. Now, what about at the quarterback position? Tennessee is, of course, preparing for Garantano to be the starter, but what if he gets injured? What if he's ineffective and they decide to make a move at some point? Who's the number two guy? Right now, the competition appears to be ongoing with J.T. Shrout, Brian Maurer, and Harrison Bailey. Listen to what Jeremy Pruitt said when he was asked, have they made a decision on the number two quarterback position behind Jarrett Garantano? Yeah, it's still open-ended headed into the weekend. We'll make a decision over the next couple of days and see who gives us the best opportunity. You know, with with uh, Harrison and Brian, both of those guys have, have missed practices, um, you know, for different reasons during – uh, fall camp. So JT has obviously had a, had an opportunity to take more reps, uh, but we're giving both of those guys a chance. Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt on the Vols backup quarterback position. Some notes around the SEC, the Alabama quarterback job has gone to Mac Jones, which is not a surprise at all. He has been uh, expected to be the starting quarterback. Alabama has made that official as the season opener is nearing. Bama has Missouri this upcoming weekend. That should be an easy win for Alabama. LSU named Miles Brennan the starting quarterback. That also was expected. Georgia is undecided, and that is interesting because the expectation has been that JT Daniels will be the starting quarterback, and he could be, but right now we don't know for sure that he will be medically cleared to play, and there has been a lot of talk about Dewan Mathis the second-year quarterback, he's a redshirt freshman. There's a lot of talk that he could be the starting quarterback for Georgia when the Bulldogs go to Arkansas on Saturday, and it should be an easy win for Georgia to open things up. But week two, next Saturday, Georgia has Auburn. And then the week after that, Georgia hosts Tennessee. The week after that, Georgia goes to Alabama. So weeks two, three, and four are against Auburn, Tennessee, and Alabama. Three top 20 teams, Georgia for sure, wants to get that quarterback position figured out. So let's see, is Dewan Mathis the quarterback for Georgia? Does JT Daniels play for Georgia this upcoming week? Mathis was a highly touted prospect. He was a four-star prospect. The number 11 pro-style quarterback in the 2019 class was actually once committed to Ohio State before flipping to Georgia. So he's a talented player, but it's been a really interesting fall camp, hasn't it, for Georgia from Jamie Newman, who then opted out, to JT Daniels being the expected, assumed starter, to now Dewan Mathis getting some attention. So that quarterback position is certainly worth following this upcoming week with Tennessee getting ready to go to Georgia in two and a half weeks. One other Tennessee personnel note before the show ends, Jeremy Pruitt confirmed that Carlin Filsamy is not with Tennessee's football team this fall. He could return to the team. He's going to sit out this season, it looks like. He could come back to the team next year. I would be a little surprised if that happens, but Filsamy is a guy that's played running back, he's played cornerback, and in a season where Tennessee needs some help at that position, him not being with the team does make me wonder. He's had some injury issues, but uh, Carlin Filsamy not with Tennessee's football team, and as we talked about the running back position earlier, right now, looks like Chandler and Gray, they're going to be on the field a lot, and then let's see how the freshmen factor in T. Hodge and Jabari Small 
Do they play a role this upcoming weekend against South Carolina? We're going to spend some more time talking about South Carolina starting with tomorrow's show to get ready for the season opener. Tennessee held as about a three-point favorite through Monday. So right now, Tennessee considered about a, a field goal better than South Carolina on the road for this upcoming weekend. I'm excited to get ready for the game coming up on Saturday. We'll continue that conversation. If any news breaks with Tennessee or the SEC, certainly with Cade Mays, we'll have that covered here as well. Locked on Vols is here five days a week. Today's show has been presented by rockauto.com. And uh, I appreciate you hanging out. Keep spreading the word to other Tennessee fans. Rating and reviewing the show is a big help as well. And don't forget to check out Locked on College Football. I will be on there on Wednesday's show. Thanks again for hanging out. I'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Vols. Oh!